0: Save yourself time and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Today we are talking to Fatia here, who is an expert on all things Clubhouse and expanding your online authority and brand. So she has been going live on Clubhouse every day for quite a while now. And I personally am excited to learn from her because Clubhouse is one of those things where I almost jumped on the bandwagon and I was like, you know what? Priorities and I got to focus. And I did not, which I don't know if I'm, I'm sure I'm majorly missing out. But um, I want to learn from her. I want you guys to learn from her and we're going to get started. So first, Fatia, tell us what you do and how, um, you got into what you do today.
1: Hi, Haley. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited and I've been listening to your podcast like every single morning, like from when I found it out. And I really love a lot of things about like intermittent fasting, like the interviews that you had. And I was like really enjoying it. So I'm so happy to be on your podcast. Yeah, so um to begin, my name is Fatia, as Haley just said, and I'm a marketing and business strategist. So basically, I help female entrepreneurs launch and scale their businesses, but also create automations and systems in order to have a more sustainable business. And my passion lies a lot on building authority online through podcasting and other platforms. And yeah, so Everything that Haley said, like, you know, is literally what I do. I'm all or I'm very passionate about, you know, kind of building that presence online and positioning yourself on the market the right way. And I feel like Clubhouse is the latest trend, but I didn't jump on Clubhouse just because it was the latest trend and everybody was excited about it. I choose Clubhouse because I love creating audio type of content, and that's why I have a podcast. So I was very intentional with the decision that I was making because I don't want to be so active on Instagram, creating content that's not actually searchable and that not necessarily reach to all my audience. I was just like, I'm making a strategic decision here. So since I love audio, it makes sense for me to be on Clubhouse since it's a voice-only app and it's a great way to build my authority and actually have that position myself as someone that can help my audience out. And I feel like through your voice, you can actually make a bigger impact than sharing pictures and all this stuff. So it was literally a very strategic decision. So I don't believe everybody should be on Clubhouse. I believe, like, especially if you're a business, you need to make a decision and do something that is in line with who you are. So if you love writing blogs, don't think just because Clubhouse is, like, trendy there and everybody's excited about it, you need to jump So I just wanted to make that you know clear from the beginning because I believe it's important.
0: Yes, totally. And I completely agree. One of the things I always talk about with my clients is what are your strengths? What do you like to do? And let's start there and cool down on what you're good at. Um, now the other things, you know, when when you don't like certain things and you still feel like you want to have that as a strategy, you can always outsource or build systems or learn it, but let's start with simple, right? So yeah. one of the things when it comes to Clubhouse, first, just let's just say what it is. It's an audio based app where it's kind of like there's a bunch of different conference rooms, but it's all in this one app for iPhones and Androids. I don't think can have Clubhouse yet. Right. No, for the moment. OK. So how did you go about promoting a Clubhouse, doing it, like getting clients from it and leads from it? Because I know that that's a big um, a big avenue for you.
1: Yeah, I literally got my first client on Clubhouse after two days that I signed up. So it was just very... I I went on Clubhouse literally. I literally bought my Clubhouse invitation. I'll I'll be clear on that. So basically, I wanted to kind of jump on this trend because I was thinking I love podcasting and I'm looking for something that is similar to podcasting, but that will allow me to engage with my audience in a better way. So I found out about Clubhouse and that week that I found out about Clubhouse, I was just like, I want to be on this platform. So basically, I reached out uh, on on Facebook. I joined a few groups and I was just like, you know, I'm going to give you an exchange a, a marketing consultation if you give me a Clubhouse invite. So, literally, that's how I got my invite. To go on Clubhouse. The first thing I did was to write a bio like before I even got on Clubhouse, I wrote a very long bio that literally went through everything that I do, who I am, what I stand for, what I'm passionate about, how I can help, um, you know, the people who connect with me and different call to actions. So I feel like when you're getting on Clubhouse, that's so important. Because Clubhouse algorithm works through keywords, just like podcasting and and other platforms. So I wanted to make sure that I'm positioning myself like, you know, that people know who I am before connecting with me. That was very important to me. So, um, yes, I joined. And the next day, I joined literally on the 30th of December. The next day, uh, a lady contacted me and said, you know, she was looking for someone in marketing. And I popped up. So that was like a wake up call for me, and I was just like, okay, that, that that's interesting. So she reached out to me on Instagram. Then we had a, um a, what did they name a discovery call, a strategy call, however you call it. And then she was she ended up being my client literally two days after I signed up on on Clubhouse. So that literally made me open my eyes, and I was just like, okay, maybe I need to put in more effort into into Clubhouse. So I started running rooms like straight away. I literally joined a few rooms just to see what people were doing, but I didn't want to be influenced um, by, you know, what other people were doing. So I literally jumped and started my own room and just went with it. And what I believe is important in Clubhouse is to show up and not expect nothing. I'm a huge fan of giving, giving, giving. And I think like this platform is Like, you know, literally in line with what I I am and who I am. You can just go there and have conversation like you were saying before on other platforms. You can outsource Clubhouse. You have to show up. And that's what I love. It doesn't matter who you are on Clubhouse. You have to show up and kind of talk for yourself because nobody can do it for you. and You can't outsource it. So, yeah, I, I really love the platform. And uh, if you want me to jump into some tips that can help, like, you know, uh, your listeners to kind of show up better on Clubhouse, I can jump into that.
0: Yes. So you've got somebody who reached out to you two days after before you've even done
1: a room on Clubhouse. No, i actually so done we- a
0: room. OK, so you a room, for the a first room day. let's just define that for everybody who's very new to Clubhouse. It means that you basically start. It's almost like if I was going live on Facebook Live, I started my Facebook Live. On Clubhouse, it's like you start a room and people can go hop in if they're interested in the topic. You give it a title right, and they can hop in. So how do people just organically find your room? How does that work? And do you recommend doing rooms by yourself or having a room with a lot of people that are co-hosting it with you? Like, how does that whole process work? And then we'll get into, you know, titles and tips and things like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So basically, I run my first room by myself. And only one person joined the state till the end. But I gave my all because I was literally planning to do the, to do the room. So it didn't matter if it was one person or two people or, you know, so I just literally went with what I wanted to talk about. So it was just literally one person. It was a little bit embarrassing because we're all used to kind of this thought that I'm going to do something. It has to be big. There has to be a lot of people and stuff like that. So it was just like a little bit like, you know, a little bit scary and a little bit embarrassing because just like I'm in a room with one person, but it was Absolutely okay, because the second time that I did it, I had fifteen people on it, and then the third time that I did it, I had a six hour room with more than five hundred people joining, so I was just like I, I was just like, "You know what it is if i didn't do that first room, i wouldn't have get to where I am today, and today I have a club with more than ten k people and stuff like that. But, yeah, going back to what you were saying, moderating a room. So I'll just say, you know, when you're getting started and you're a little bit scared, that's absolutely normal. Join other other rooms and go on stage. You need to have that courage to go on stage at least. Don't start your own room, like, straight away. Maybe you need some time to kind of adjust. Go in other um, to- uh, rooms that have topics that you're interested in and then jump on stage Either ask questions or, you know, comment on what someone else is saying or, you know, add some value. So I think like that's the place to get started with. Once you got a, a little bit more comfortable with that, then you can go ahead and start a room. And to be honest it is good to ha- collaborate with other people so that, you know, you kind of have the, um, that different perspective coming uh, coming in the conversation. But it's not a ne- like, you know, it's not a necessity for my experience. It's not necessary. It's not said mm-hmm. because you have more people as moderators, you're going to have more people in the room. It's not necessarily said. It just uh, depends on, like, you know, what is your goal for the room. So I'll just say start with that. So if your goal for the room, uh, you're creating a room maybe because you want to generate leads for your business, then you can maybe create a room around one of your lead magnets. So you can have a conversation with the audience. You can help them through a Q and a session, and then you can direct them to your lead magnet so that, you know, you literally help them completely. It's a full kind of um support that they're getting there so that one is a is a type of room that you can do by yourself but if you may be looking to run a room where you are doing a master class about a certain topic then it's good to have different people maybe if you are into marketing get someone that's very focused into sales or getting someone that is into Instagram marketing or TikTok marketing and then you get this different kind of perspective and you know you all kind of Uh, coming together and you complete each other, but I don't recommend doing the room with someone that is in your same industry because I don't think you really benefit from that. And I I go in certain rooms and I'm just like, you can see people competing to about like who is going to talk more than the other or things like that. So I just always think like you should think about how you guys complement each other, and how you can support each other. Because I think that's a very, very important thing. When you go on stage, you want to make the other person that is on stage with you feel important and feel like, you know, they have space on the stage. Not because you're, you're hosting the room, you need to have their whole presence, kind of like you need to kind of take over the room. But it has, it's actually a collaboration, just like me and you right now on this podcast. You ask me questions. I talk back and I give you the chance to kind of say what you want to say as well. So I feel like that is important.
0: Yes, these are great tips. So did, how does the algorithm work, though? Does somebody have to be following you to be able to see your rooms or do you come up organically based on certain topics that somebody, you know, in Clubhouse is like interested in? Like how does the feed or how does the rooms get out there?
1: Yeah, so at the beginning it used to be like you have to follow someone to see rooms, but now they 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 just introduce interest. So if you're interested in in business topics, you might see organically business uh, rooms popping up. But the most uh, important way, or the most the main way you can curate kind of your hallway, that's kind of your feed is by following people who you are interested in or people who you heard speaking before and they talk about things that you're interested in. So, yeah, that's the way that you can kind of get those topics in front of you. Or your friends can be in those rooms and you can see which rooms they are in and you can join them. So people who you are following, if they are following someone else and they are into this room maybe talking about parenting and you see that room, that they are in that room, you can literally join through them.
0: Cool. Okay. So now let's talk about tips to have a successful clubhouse room and topic and, you know, journey. What do you do to follow up? What do you do? You know, tell me all about all the
1: tips. Yeah. So I'll say start with your bio. Your bio is so important, especially the free, the first three lines, because every time someone taps on your, on your profile, that's what they see. They see like who you are. And that's what you want to start with, who you are, how you can help people. And what you are specialized in. Those are the three, like, main things that I would start with because that's what people are interested in, in seeing. They are checking your bio because they want to know what's in it for me. Like, you know, that's literally what they want to know. They don't want to know about other stuff, to be honest. It's not Tinder. It's just Clubhouse. So if your, if your intention is business, like, I, I believe that's what we're talking about here you need to be very, very clear on what you want them to do and what you want them to see first. So go on and write about who you are, how you can help them, and what you're specialized in. So those are the three things that you want to start with. Then you want to also add call to actions, how they can get in touch with you, Um, what you can offer and everything that you're passionate about why are you on clubhouse since clubhouse doesn't have any limit in bio so you can literally go on any achievements any places you've been featured you can add everything at the bottom but the first three things has to be what's in it for your potential clients or someone that want to collaborate with you and then something that yeah and sorry i mean am i interrupting you
0: No, no, I had a a delay, so that sounds awesome. So first set up your bio, okay, then what what do you do? Yeah,
1: and within your bio, make sure that you're uh, adding keywords that are within your industry. So if you're into marketing, make sure that you're adding marketing, it has to be there because that's how people find you through keywords. So people are looking for um, psychotherapists, they're looking for marketing strategies, they're looking for SEO, PR. So keywords plays a very, very important role when it comes to Clubhouse. So you wanna add as many keywords related to you, what you do. Obviously you wanna be like, you know, intentional on in how you're putting them while you're writing. And then, uh, obviously, the next step will be speaking on stage. And this can be very, very scary on a single day basis. Every time I'm running rooms, people are just like, you know, I'm so scared to come on stage. But then when they come, they're just like, okay, it's not that scary. So don't be scared and try and push yourself to go on stage because the stage is literally your spotlight. It's literally like being on a stage outside, like, you know, when you're – When you're in a conference and you're on a stage, that's literally what it is. So getting yourself on stage will will give you the, uh, the exposure that you need, will give you like that credibility as well that you need. So it's very important to push yourself and go on stage so that people can check you out. And also, obviously, run rooms but what I want you to do when you go on stage is to think about tailored advice. Don't go on stage promoting yourself all the time. I know like a lot of people just think that's what I need to do. I just need to jump on stage and tell people who I am and what I do, but Clubhouse is not about that. It's about having conversation and it's about supporting each other and all this stuff. So when you go forget about who you are and what you do and just go straight to the point on what they are talking about or what the room is about. Unless the room asks you to pitch yourself, don't pitch yourself because it gets very, very boring to hear everybody keep saying, oh, this is what I do. This is who I am. So this is like a big tip that will help you retain people within your room, but also help you kind of Show up like as an authority and telling people, you know what it is? This is what you need to know. This is how, you know, this is the next step that you need to do. Give people tailored advice and don't be afraid to give because I always say give, give, give because if all the information that you have, even if you give it, people are going to pay you to, to work with, people are going to pay to work with you. So it doesn't matter. Give the information that people need. I got, like, uh, people coming on stage and asking me, like, what should I do about my pricing? And I literally go in depth like I would go with a one-to-one coaching client. It doesn't matter because I know that that's what they need in that moment. And that's what Clubhouse is about. You're showing up to have conversations and being intentional within those conversations because you know that if I give, people are going to give me back. It doesn't matter if if that's the person or someone else. So it's very important to remember that. And yeah, just feel free to kind of talk. I feel like we have a little bit of delay, so I can see you after a little bit when you're trying to talk. So uh, sorry if I'm not giving you the time.
0: So, so no, no, that's, this is all good. Um, one of the things that I want to mention is when you said that you, you know, you're giving advice, don't be afraid to give. The other thing is Clubhouse doesn't save the, the room. So once the room's over, it's over. It's not yeah. like Facebook live where it sits on your Facebook page. So really the reward is people being there live, getting to ask you a question. And what a great way to use your time. Because if you're on a discovery call, for example, with somebody, you're talking to only one person and you may be coaching them and stuff, but you know, then they're the only people that get to see it. So with clubhouse, it's kind of a great model to have almost like an intimate one-to-many yeah. every call almost where you're giving yeah. tips, you're seeing what they need. Um, and also a great way to gather market research based on the questions people ask in your clubhouse room. So mm-hmm. is there any tips when it comes to like titling your clubhouse room or getting more followers on clubhouse? Like how does that whole process
1: work? So, yeah, the first thing is to use a lot of emojis. People like emojis. It's just a thing. A lot of, like, skyrocketing emojis and a lot of, like, smiley emojis and things like that. So we, within the title, it's just like anything. Like when you're writing an email, what is going to make people click to that email? It's just the same concept. So think about, uh, like, when I'm titling a room, what I think about is questions that people usually ask me. So I'll title literally the room with the question that people are asking me. Like, for example, um, does um, Facebook marketing works more than Instagram marketing or uh, branding uh, versus marketing or things like that? How to market in a way that you get the result that you desire? You know, things like, you know, things that in general people are asking you and they are looking for. So you want to keep in consideration this. What are the questions that people ask you usually when you're doing rooms, when you're when you're on doing a podcast, or when you're on Facebook Live, or when you're on Instagram Live? What are the questions that people ask? Then you want to do a room about that. Or you want to think about what are the pain points of your ideal clients within your industry, and you want to start rooms around that. Or what are the lead magnets that I currently have, You can start rooms about your lead magnet. So those are the three ways that you can come up with titles that people will actually click on it. The second way to kind of get people to get into your rooms is to go through a club. So clubs are basically like Facebook groups, private Facebook groups. So usually people have all these members in these groups and you can tap into that audience by just connecting with the founder of that group or by being a member within that group. So oh, okay. you can just run a room inside a, a group that have 100,000 members or 20,000 members and things like that. And then you can also apply for your own club so that by having your own club, you can start to kind of build your own community. Cool. And I love clubs.
0: Yeah. And when you're in these clubs, do you have to ask permission to start a room um, in that club or can you just start one? Like, how does that work?
1: So basically, uh if you start a room without the kind of, it's not really permission, but let me just take a step back. So basically, it just depends on the room. The club can be an open club or a closed club. So some uh, clubs don't allow you uh, members to run rooms, but other clubs do allow members to run rooms. But if you don't get in touch with the founder of that uh, club, then you'll be able to run a, uh, a room that's open to members only. So only the members within that group can have a notification saying that you started a room. But if you get in touch with the founder and you tell them, I'm about to, st- I want to start a room within your club. Here's the link for that event. Then the founder can jump into that room and open the room for you. So all the members will be able to get a notification plus people outside the club as well will be able to join that, that room. Okay. So that's a very important step to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, somebody asked, how do you find Clubhouse
1: keywords? How do you find Clubhouse keywords? Like what, uh, I, I don't understand like the question completely. What, so, like, you know how, what what? does she mean with Clubhouse keywords?
0: You know how you said in your bio and like in general and your titles and stuff, you want to use keywords that people
1: yeah.
0: see on Clubhouse is there a particular way you're supposed to look up what keywords are doing well on clubhouse? or can it be um, is that just in general you want to use keywords that are that in, that people want?
1: you know you want to use keywords that are related to what you do. So if you are a sales and marketing coach like yourself, you want to add sales and marketing coach, helping entrepreneurs do this, 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 this. this. You want to literally write everything that you you do, like in detail, because people are looking for each of this. So you literally want to get clear on keywords that are related to your industry, very specific to your industry.
0: And people can search those keywords on the house and you would come up. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, now and going back to the clubhouse rooms, you said that you can start a room within a certain club and the group members would get a notification. But if you wanted to go beyond that and have um, the owner of that club be involved on your clubhouse room um, and, and share the link with their followers and also for it to go beyond the people in that group, Right. That's why you get the owner involved.
1: Not necessary. uh, Like, you know, it's just basically so that Clubhouse can promote your room outside uh, the club, because usually when a room gets to 50 members, Clubhouse start pushing that room to other to people that might be interested in that room. So if you don't go that extra step to ask the the, member, the owner or the founder to open the room for you, you won't be able to access people outside the club. And sometimes you know people are in different time zones you don't you, you don't necessarily get the the turnout that you're looking for if you run a room within within just a club, so you want to make sure that Clubhouse is looking at people who are online right now that might be interested in your room and showing that room and sending a notification to to those people the The owner doesn't necessarily have to um join the room and you know have a conversation and talk they just need to come in you make them you make them a moderator and they'll just make the room visible to everybody
0: okay gotcha so what are some ways i guess what are some top ways when you work with your clients that you um when it comes to building authority and building online visibility, what are your favorite do's and don'ts, I guess, when it comes to doing that, whether it's on Clubhouse or just in general?
1: Yeah, so I feel feel like the first thing is to make sure that you have a niche and you're like focusing on a certain topic or a certain group, niching down, like don't try and be an authority or leader in a huge industry, make sure that you're kind of narrowing your focus. And also the next step is to actually uh, educate yourself because an authority is not someone that just know basic stuff. They just don't know things that, you know, are written in blogs. So you need to kind of invest in yourself, get that next level kind of knowledge and um, skills that you need. So you can't just expect to kind of go and read blogs and then ju- go and run a room. And you need to ha- go beyond that and be able to kind of you know what it is? Let me keep it very simple. You need to put yourself in the position where your audience sees you as their personal advisor. Like they th- they, if they think about something, they want to ask you. Why do they want to ask you? Because you answer like in your own way, authentically, and it's just like they feel like you're their friend, but they know at the same time that you're an expert as well. So you need to gain that knowledge that you're confident with. It's not... Uh, about saying in your opinion or, you know, kind of tippy-toeing around things. It's about gaining that knowledge and feel comfortable in what you know as well. And I'll say, like, it's definitely important to really uh, invest in yourself. Get that next level, someone that knows way more than you and learn from that person. The third tip is to really build connections. It's all about collaborating and having a network because if right now I'm collaborating with Haley and someone sees me through Haley, next time I'm going to be associated to Hailey. It doesn't matter which position I am. I'm going to be associated to her and she's going to be associated to me. It doesn't matter which level we are. So it's very important to build those relationships and have that that kind of strong um, Uh, How can I say circle around you? I'm a huge believer of you are the average. Um, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So make sure that five people that you spend the most time with are actually people who are making your mindset more positive, that are pushing you more forward, that are helping you learn more, that are taking you to the next level. So I feel like that's very important when you're trying to build authority, have those connections with people, not necessarily that have bigger audiences than you, but people who have skills that you don't have so that you can kind of balance each other out.
0: Out. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's why in the Zero to Hero, my Zero to Hero coach program, people start to level up because they see the other members and coaches going through all the fields and all the things. And they're like, OK, we're all doing this. They don't think my ideas are stupid, like the general public, yeah. you know, what what the general public thinks about a coach versus the coaches, mm-hmm. coach. you know. So I, I totally agree that having a community is so key. And the other thing that you mentioned that without building connections, I think people need to get out of the idea that that has to take shape in one way or another. So, like, Mm -hmm. in other words, um, you know, there's I think everybody's mind goes to, oh, no, I have to make cold calls or like do cold outreach. But Mm -hmm. what are some ways to build connections and build your network without doing it in a weird way? What would you say to that?
1: So, since we have, like, we're talking about Clubhouse, jump on Clubhouse and run a networking event. I do them all the time, like every two days, even just yesterday I did one. And what we usually talk about is what are the things that you're looking forward to this year? What are the kind of collaboration that you're looking to have this year? What is one thing that you want to leave this room with? And this conversation help us open up ask for support, you know, I'm just starting my business and you know, it is, I'm, I'm very scared about it. And then there's, there's everybody supporting. I feel like it's all about that. It's all about kind of opening up and building friendships. And I always share this because I have loads of Instagram besties and now Clubhouse besties. I don't really use Facebook much, so I don't really like, you know, have this connection. But I have people who are like, you know, my friends. We build such a big connection. We never saw each other face to face, like apart from Zoom. Like we never actually met in person on the other side of the world, but she'll call me and tell me, you know what it is, I just found out I'm pregnant. Oh, I'm just getting married and I'll be the first person that they call. And literally I'm not close to them. But that's, that's what collaboration is. It's about building friendships. It's not about like thinking about what am I going to gain from this person? It's not about that. It's literally about how can we connect? How can we be friends even if we're online?
0: Yes, it's about how can I bring value and, and collaborate and have fun and, yeah. you know, and it all works, typically works out. Like I think people need to go in with that mindset and be willing. And, and the other thing that I always go back to is you don't want to be the person who anytime somebody gets an email or a call or a post or something from you, they don't want to pick up the phone or they don't want to open the email because they're like, oh, no, she's going to ask me something, you know. (laughs) So I I think that's really important. So any other um, big no-nos? Like how often do you need to go on Clubhouse to see some results? Like is there any big no-nos or things you want to remind our audience about as they take the next steps on Clubhouse?
1: Yeah, so the main thing I want to like kind of Emphasize is don't be salesy. Don't keep promoting your stuff because I see that happening so many times, but I know that people just go on clubhouse thinking, oh, if I want to generate leads or if I want to make sales, I need to keep saying, you know, I have this program coming up. I have this thing that I'm working on. You should go on my Instagram and and check it. Don't keep giving those call to actions that are out of place and not aligned with the room and what you're talking about. Don't open a room just to have a like tell people to kind of go it's so inauthentic it's very people can sense it very quickly because I always say people don't buy services or products they buy relationships so when you are showing up you need to let them know that they need to associate with something good with someone that can help them with someone that can you know change their life like in that moment because Clubhouse is like that. People can come there and have different kind of issues. And then they, they talk to you and they feel like, oh, my God, now my, my world changed. So you want people to associate with something good and not something that they don't like. And usually that sells. People don't like being sell, sold to all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, like, very, very important. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, I need to say it because I see people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, that's a very important, like, no, 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 no. You will even see people start leaving your room. That's how bad it is. So yeah. that's the first thing, don't do. Okay. Then, yeah, sorry.
0: Oh, go. oh you go, girl. Uh, I'm gonna, go.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, then I'll say the next thing is, um I'm kind of thinking right now, I feel like Clubhouse is very kind of open. It's just like podcasting. You can do it the way you want. So, I just, oh yes, I have another one. Like as a moderator, always try to kind of accommodate everybody. Like I've, at least that's my style. I don't know if this is actually a no-no. It's just the way I feel about going to other people's room. I, I would, what I would like everybody to be doing, so I'm just putting it out there, is that when I go to your room, I feel welcome. And I feel like if I come on stage, you're not chasing me to go away. And I can see that happening a lot, like people are just like counting the seconds, okay, 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 boom, boom, go down, they push you down to the audience. And I'm just like, that's very like, I don't want to come on that stage. And that's why a lot, of, a lot of the time I don't want to like have big rooms. I try to run rooms that are not like too big. Or, you know, because I want to still have that welcoming. I want to be hospital, you know, like someone comes to my house and I'm just like, you know, you can talk as much as you want. You can have that cup of tea. You know, it's like that, that bouncing conversation. I don't want to feel like people are looking at the watch all the time when they're with, with me kind of thing. Yes. So I think it's very important. Yes. People love
0: to um buy is is what uh, quote I like to say, but they don't like to be sold to, like you said earlier. Yeah. Um, so going back to that, just make sure that you you have to also remember a lot of the people that are coming into your rooms are brand new cold leads. So there's a time and a place to bring up how you can help someone, you know, with your programs and products. But there's also cold leads who just met you. And that's kind of what you're getting on Clubhouse. So that's why it's a little random to be going into that. And, and then, also,
1: I want to add something, Hayley, before you move on about that. Like, people will genuinely check your profile anytime. You don't have to tell them to do it. Literally, by just listening to your conversation, that's the first thing they will do. They will click on your profile. They go to your Insta. You don't even have to tell them. So that's, that's something that we need to understand about Clubhouse. It's not even necessary. People will go and check out, like, your your page, your website, everything without you telling them. So the call to action that maybe is, is a, is a necessary thing on, on Clubhouse is go follow me or follow my club so that we stay connected and you get notified when I host more rooms. So that's the main kind of, um, call to action that you want to give. Because like, for example, I've been running a few rooms and when people come to my room, they come again. The only thing they need to follow me so that they get a notification. They come they, they come again, they come again. And then after, they message me on Instagram just to tell me, you know what it is? I want to work with you. Like straight away, I don't have to even go through a process because they've been coming in and out. They've been joining my rooms and I've been kind of taking them through that funnel that usually you do through emails and all stuff. You can do it so naturally and people can get to trust you very quickly because there's that engagement part and that there's that conversation part. But as soon as you start bringing uh, too much selling into it, even if, like, you know, you are like the best, they start to associate you with someone that's salesy. But they, and what, there's one place that you want to kind of offer it when people actually need it, when you're talking to them and they're just like, you know, I need, I would need help with this. Then you can tell them, you know what, it's DM me, I have a program for you that, you know, will be helpful. Like, just try to be more human. I think that's very important to, to kind of mention.
0: Okay. Love it. And now one final question. Is there an ideal length of time? Like are longer clubhouse rooms better? Or tell me about um, how long does there need to be a time you aim for?
1: I think you just need to consider you yourself as a person. How much time do you have to dedicate to it? It's literally about that. There are rooms that go on for 48 hours, days, and things like that. People stay on for days. They actually have different moderators and they, they go to sleep and the other one would take over and things like that because obviously they want to stay there so that the algorithm would think of, of them as authorities on the, on the on the platform. So what I'll say is just like, be very intentional because when you go on Clubhouse, you can get easily sucked up into listening to rooms, joining these big rooms, and you can get easily sucked up into that. So it's very important to kind of take a step back and think about if I come on Clubhouse for a couple of hours a day, what is this going to result in my business? What am I going to gain with it? Because I always say like, you know, you're adding Clubhouse. But you need to remove from someone else, somewhere else. So if you're, if you're going on clubhouse, you're going to have to show up less on Instagram or you have to, you know, it's about priorities. So I think like, you know, be intentional, know what is your priority, what is your goal. And then, you know, the length is just up to you. As long as you, yeah, go on. Sorry.
0: No, no, it's all good. I, I, I totally agree. Um, and as long as you – you were going to say yeah, as long as you
1: – Yeah, I was uh, – actually, yeah, so as long as you kind of uh, show up and you're active, like, it doesn't matter. Like, regularly, I'll say, like, maybe once a week. Okay. It's actually a good a, a minimum to start with. Like, consistency is like, everything. So maybe you can run a room once a week. That's also the requirement for, for Clubhouse to give you a club. So if you actually want to your, put yourself in that position to get the club, you can just run a room once a week and – You know, you're absolutely fine. Just keep it consistent.
0: Okay. All right. Well, this has been super helpful and valuable. I'm sure many of our listeners learned a lot today. And what I want to say before um, we go through where everybody can connect with you and find you is that Health Coach Nation audience, I'm going to be going live every Thursday now on my Facebook page at 11 a.m. Central Time um, with more podcast guests and trainings and things like that. And if you're listening to this as the podcast replay, um, you can connect with Fatia. Where can they
1: connect with you? Okay. Yeah, they can connect with me on Facebook because we're on Facebook right now. They can connect with me on Instagram at fatia.site. They can just simply connect with me on Instagram and you can see everywhere. Or on Clubhouse as well at Marketing Boss. And, yeah. Perfect. I'll be so happy to kind of connect with you and answer any question that you might have.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today and I really appreciate it and wishing you more success on clubhouse and I'll have to get on there, get following you and go from there.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this and I'm looking forward to have you on my podcast.
0: Yes, me too. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy call to book your very own free sales audit on the call we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients how to overcome those concerns how to coach through objections how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients i can't wait to connect with you and go to haileyroe.com/slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step Thanks so much. Have a good day.